0: Welcome to the story of Joe Labor's radio journey. A behind-the-scenes look at the start, till now. A cup of Joe behind the mic starts in 3, 2, 1. Here's radio personality, Joe Labor. Thanks for joining me today for episode four featuring my move to morning drive and my teaching at ICB. I would continue to hone my skills as a live on-air radio talent at WTGR, although I learned very quickly that giving live and or pre-recorded farm reports was not in my wheelhouse. I was asked by our GM, To fill in on WBNN for our farm director, Mark Ashworth, who was on medical leave at the time. I was terrible. Uh, Probably because I just didn't understand the pork belly, bean and grain lingo. (laughs) When the morning talent left WTGR, I was asked to revamp the morning show and make it my own. I was so ready and excited for this opportunity. My first task was to find a morning show partner. Well, that was an easy one for me. I asked Keith Wade, our weekend warrior, to join the team. Without any hesitation, he said yes. I would run the board and be the pilot of the show. Keith would serve as my co-pilot. He would deliver the news and sports and would chime in on the various entertaining bits that I would prep for. Speaking of a uh, show prep, at the time, the station did not have a budget for show Prep. So Keith and I both chipped in 24 bucks each a month for a total of 48 a month and subscribed to the bullsheet show Prep service. It was a service that was faxed to us every weekday morning. Keith and I both wanted our show to be local. We knew that connecting to and promoting nonprofit organizations, Uh, would be the key to our success. A typical weekday morning looked like this. Keith and I would arrive at the station at around 4 a.m. Keith would buy the Greenville Daily Advocate, Dayton Daily News, and the USA Today on his way in. It was my responsibility to bring the Diet Mountain Dew. At uh, that time, Keith and I together could easily drink a 12-pack during the span of one morning show. No joke, we were addicted to the dew. Keith would check all the papers for his news and sports reports, while I read the bullshit to find any fun, unique, and quirky stories that I thought would be fun to talk about that morning. We always strive to keep the show upbeat, fun, and as local as possible. We would hit the airwaves at 6 a.m., and of course the show would run for four hours and end at 10. At 10, we would then meet and discuss that morning's show, what we thought worked and what we thought totally bombed. (laughs) We would use it to improve on the next day's show and prepare. I was uh, tasked to book the guests, local and national. I would create weekly guest segments, such as our adoptable pet segment with the local Humane Society, one of my all-time favorite segments, which I still do today, We featured community-minded guests such as Roscoe Hinkle, who ran the local March of Dimes walk. We also featured fair kings and queens, national authors, psychics, actors, actresses, musicians, and, well, many other guests. Keith and I mastered the art of the interview. We loved it. I will say this. Keith and I totally gelled together on day one. I knew that I had chosen the right partner. The show grew in popularity over time, and so did Keith and I as a team. Keith and I decided early on that we needed to make public appearances and broadcast remotes together. We were out practically every weekend at fairs, festivals, nonprofit events, and many local businesses. At the time, we didn't have a station van, so we set up a broadcast table, hung a banner, cranked up the boombox. And uh, we were ready to go. At the time, we used a Motorola bag phone to call back to the station. Reception, not always the best. (laughs) If we were in close range to the station, we would use a Marty to broadcast. Now, it was not the easiest system to set up. If you have seen station vans in bigger markets like Dayton, Columbus, Cleveland, and Cincinnati, you would generally see their Marty antenna mounted in their van. The remote engineer would simply hit a button and the antenna would automatically rise from inside the van out. At the Tiger, well, we had to put together our Marty antenna piece by piece by piece and pray for a sunny day. Uh, Wind and or rain or any combination thereof, never good for our Marty setup. (laughs) Keith and I did many memorable remotes together some of them at businesses for grand openings and such. For those particular remotes, we did receive a talent fee. Plus, both of us did a ton of what we call pro bono remotes uh, for free for various nonprofit organizations. We just loved being in the community and helping as many nonprofit organizations as we could. I will never forget the one we did for the March of Dimes walk. There are two McDonald's in Greenville, so I broadcast from one with my car wash fundraiser. Keith broadcasts from the other with his car wash fundraiser at the same time. I'm on one end of town, he's on the other. It was a duel of morning show proportions. (laughs) We both took donations to benefit the upcoming March of Dimes walk. Here's the kicker. Whoever raised the least had to have their head shaved on walk day. I even had the local high school cheerleading squad on hand to help drum up business for my car wash. (laughs) I knew that I really needed to stack the deck in my favor. After all, for those who really know me, know how particular I am with my hair. I did win, and, well, Keith lost. (laughs) Actually, the March of Dimes, they were the big winners uh, because of all the money that we were able to raise at Exposure Uh, that we also gave for their upcoming walk. It was a blast. And yes, Keith had all of his hair shaved off by a professional hairstylist on the main stage during the opening ceremony of the March of Dimes walk. Unfortunately, due to medical issues, Keith had to take some time off of the morning show. During that time, I was paired with many different co-hosts, none of which seemed to work as well as Keith and me. While still hosting the morning show at the Tiger, I received a call from Mick Lamaster at the International College of Broadcasting with an offer to teach first semester radio night class. I was honored and eagerly accepted. I would host my morning show on the Tiger, grab lunch, prepare my lesson, and head to ICB to teach. I did this for three months and enjoyed every minute of it. I was born with radio in my blood, So, well, to have the opportunity to host a morning show and then teach students the biz at night was a dream come true. My goal was to show my students what a fun and rewarding profession radio was. And at the same time, while pulling no punches on telling them how the business actually really works. Just like anything, radio is not for everyone. I taught them to show up early and stay late ask questions, work harder, be willing to learn, and always say yes when opportunities arise. Even at that point, there were still plenty of entry-level opportunities available in the radio business. I really enjoyed my teaching time at ICB. Watching my class grow and succeed was really rewarding. Next week, I'll talk about my move to WPFB and WMVR. Until then, thanks so much for spending time with me. Have an awesome week. And remember, live, love, laugh. Joe Labor has been entertaining radio audiences since 1990. And he continues to do so with a Cup of Joe Media. He brews fresh content for radio, TV, video, and social. From copywriting, voicing and producing commercials, imaging, voice tracks, and promos, learn how. A Cup of Joe Media can brew something fresh for you at acupofjoemedia.com.